Tonight's going to be a little different. I spend a lot more time praying than studying. Because tonight we're going to have a power-packed service. And it's going to be condensed. That means the potency of it is going to increase. And we're going to have a potent presentation of the Holy Ghost and demonstration. Amen. How many know that our God is real? And His Word is already established. And He is working in this earth. Amen. He has got a work to do. He's got a kingdom to establish. Amen. He's got a people to prepare. All right. Hallelujah. And uh, Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. He said, instruct those who are rich. Whenever the Bible says that, you should, you should perk up and say, that's talking to me. Amen. He said, instruct those who are rich in the present age not to be conceited, nor put their hope in the uncertainty of wealth, 
But in God, how many know that our source is God? Who richly provides all things for us to enjoy. Isn't that what God does? He richly provides us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good. And Paul also told Timothy, he said, the office of a bishop is a good work. And to be rich in good works and to be generous and ready to share. Treasuring up for themselves a firm foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. So tonight, if you would like to, you can share. How do we share? You can bring an offering. Put it in the seed planner. Do it through the bookstore. Mail it in, however you want to do it. And God promises to bless every giver and gift. Father, we just thank you for your blessing and your goodness. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Who's here? You're dealing with sickness in your body. Sickness in your body. Come here, Paul. Hallelujah. God's got a cure for that. Called divine health. He believed it so much that he named himself a healer. He's a great physician. How'd you like to leave healed tonight? Completely whole. It doesn't take God. His power is already here. Amen? And all we have to do is receive. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to lift up your hands. And I just want you to tell the Lord how much you love Him. And that you're here to receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release the healing anointing right now. And Lord, I just thank you that you heal His body and remove every infirmity. We break every chain of sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We just thank you, Father, for working mightily. You know, I heard something interesting today that in order to get oil from an olive, you have to press it. And, but before you can press it, you got to shake it off the tree. And once you press it, that which is inside comes out. When you're under pressure, it simply reveals what's on the inside. Amen? And when we're under pressure, what's on the inside, when that pressure comes on us, pressure of life, pressure of this, pressure of that, it's when that pressure comes on us, it squeezes us. And that's what reveals what's on the inside. Only the spirit-filled produce power under pressure. And... The Holy Spirit 
He is a very real. He is looking for partners. How many want to be a partner of the Holy Ghost? Right now, tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, when God moves, people get saved. People get delivered. There is an increase in joy. There's an increase in worship. People want to exalt the name of Jesus. There's a spontaneity. Amen? And every move of God is like a river. Right? Every river has one thing in common. They all have a direction. Now, sometimes the water is fast, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's deep, sometimes it's a waterfall. There's different areas in a move of God. And we just have to get in the boat, which is Jesus, right? And he, he, we let the Holy Spirit take us where he needs to go. Amen? A move of God is where God's people can connect with God. So, maybe tonight you need to strengthen your connection with God. Because we're living in a time where we need to be connected to God. Amen? There's a lot of things happening in this world and we have to be connected to God. So, you're here tonight because God wants to strengthen your connection with Him. He wants to just be able to wrap you up in His arms and tell you how much He loves you. God shows up. With signs, wonders, and miracles. He creates an atmosphere. He displays his power. And he does wonderful things. See, God's power is to help us. God's power is for us. It's to enhance our life. God wants to display his power so that we can live for him. Go with me. To uh, 1 Corinthians. See, we need to learn how to flow, how to yield, how to move, and how to respond with the Holy Spirit. We can't just come to a place to be intellectualized. We didn't just come here tonight to be informed or to be educated. We came here tonight because, I don't know about you, but we need an encounter with Almighty God. We need a touch from the Master. We need a touch from Jesus tonight. Because His power is the only thing that can cure anything that we're dealing with. So tonight, we need to increase our faith in the power of God. Amen? What does that mean? We need to trust in. We need to rest in it. We need to be bold about it. We need to be bold about the power of God. We need to say, whatever comes your way, my God can handle it. My God can do it. My God can get me through it. And we need to operate in it. God has given every believer the ability to operate in His power. You realize salvation comes from His power? 
When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord, His power transforms us into a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. God's power is not something that we have to work up. (laughs) We don't have to beg for it. We just have to believe for it. Say, I'm not a beggar. I'm a believer. Say, God's power is for me. And it's here. It's here right now. You know, um, the Holy Spirit was moving in Genesis. He was hovering over the water waiting for God's word to speak. And then he would go into action. Um. Whenever we get together for a godly purpose, tonight we're here for a godly purpose. What's that? To preach the gospel, to hear the gospel. Amen. That's a godly purpose. And whenever God's people are gathered for a godly godly purpose, God's presence is there. Who, Who wants to? I mean, God is the greatest promoter of his own work. Amen. So God's power is here. To bring about whatever you need in your life. He makes it a reality. He activates it. Wherever the Holy Spirit goes, He brings gifts, grace, power, and He wants to demonstrate God's will. How many has ever been to one of those stores where they're doing a demonstration of a product? Right? They're showing you how the product works. They're showing you how it can benefit you. Right? They're doing a live demonstration. Right? Well, the Holy Spirit is God's demonstrator. He wants to make God's Word a reality. You know, you probably realize this, but in life and in Christianity, we, we need more than what just humanity can offer. We need supernatural power. I mean, what's going to set a drug addict free from addiction? Certainly not going to be willpower. It's going to have to be supernatural power. What can take a sickness and make it whole? Supernatural power. We need more than what humanity can offer. We need God in a big way. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Are you guys okay if this is a little different? This is, I'm not going to be long, and then, then we're just going to let the Holy Spirit move. And, and you've got to be willing to cooperate with Him. He's not going to make you move. He'll just give you an opportunity to participate. You know, when Jesus told His disciples, you need to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of my Father, He didn't tie them up. He didn't put a gun to his, their head. He just said, this is what you got to do. Wait for the promise of my father. He didn't even tell them what it was. He didn't tell them what was going to happen. They had to participate. They had to go to Jerusalem and wait in an upper room. And while they were waiting, they were praying and worshiping and doing other things. And they didn't know, but when it hit, it hit. Right? The day of Pentecost came and God poured out his spirit. You know, the, uh, they heard a sound from heaven. Like a rushing mighty wind, it filled the house. Then it touched them. 
Then they spoke. And there was a commotion. You know, the Holy Spirit likes to put some things in commotion. Not chaos, but commotion. Right? He likes to move things. He's a mover. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting with verse 1. Brethren, when I came to you, this is Paul talking to the Corinthians. I did not come to you with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of of God. I didn't come with man's wisdom. I didn't come in human strength. I didn't come with saying the words the right way. Not, not that that's a bad thing. But that wasn't his emphasis. He said, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Thank God that he was crucified because that paid for our sins. And thank God he resurrected because that proved who he was. We have to know Jesus Christ and him crucified. We have to have personal, intimate knowledge of the Son of God and what he's done for us. And then Paul said, verse 3, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but, everybody say but. I love it when God butts in. But in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Two things. Demonstrating the Spirit and demonstrating power. How it works. Not only does He show you that the Word is real, but He shows you how it works in your life. He shows you how to apply it. He shows you where the switch is. He shows you how to turn it on. He's already given you an owner's manual. Paul said, I've come in the demonstration and the power of the Spirit... That your faith should be in the wisdom, not that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. You've got to put your faith in the power of God tonight. It can handle whatever you're facing in life. It can heal a broken heart. It knows how to find you anywhere on the planet. We've got to put our faith in the power of God because, you know, Jesus is called the great I am. I am ever presently with you. I am great for you. Amen? And then Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4.20, he said, The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Say it's in power. Everything that God did was powerful. Anybody that can say light be and light turns on, that's pretty awesome. God didn't even have to clap. He didn't even have to put a switch on. He simply said there's so much power in his words that when he decrees a thing, it is. Whatever he says exists. 
Whatever he says is brought into being. When he says you're healed, you're healed. Didn't matter of what. Hallelujah. We're here to tap into the power of God tonight. How do you plug into the power of God? You plug into it by faith. By believing in, trusting in, resting in the Lord and what he said. You know, this is your power bank. And the Holy Spirit is your extension cord. And this power bank has more than enough power for whatever it is you need it to do. And, uh, you know, God's power is for us to benefit from. Uh, go, go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. You know, God is unconventional. He does things that don't make sense to our natural minds. I'm going to spit in the clay and put it on your eye and your eyes are going to be made whole. Blind eyes are going to see. That's unconventional. I'm going to walk on the water to rescue my disciples who are stuck in the storm. That's unconventional. I'm going to stand in front of a tomb of a dead man who's been dead for four days, and I'm going to call him forth, and he's going to walk out of that tomb. That's unconventional. When people try to kill me, I'm simply going to walk away and not break a sweat. It's unconventional. So, we have to get God out of this box that we put him in. Oh, God can only work this way, really? The one who created the universe is is so limited that he can only work a certain way? Believe me, he's got more ways than we ever realized to get something done. If he can open up a Red Sea and bring two to three million people across it on dry land. If he can bring water out of a rock. Amen. So we have to believe that God's unlimited because he is. Acts 19 verse 11 and 12. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Who worked them? Who did he do them through? Everybody hold up your hands. Say, these hands are just like Paul's hands. And God can use your hands to work unusual miracles through them. What did he say when believers lay hands on the sick? What did he say will happen? They shall recover. Did you know that you've got healing power in your hands? Who put it there? Jesus. When you accepted him as Lord and Savior, he made a deposit into you. He he deposited his power. He deposited his nature. He deposited his goodness into you in the name of Jesus. 
So what kind of miracles did he work? Unusual. Everybody say unusual. What did he do? Even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and evil spirits went out of them. Just because Paul touched the cloth, it was Paul's hands, but it was God's power. Now, we, we would not think much of a cloth, would we? Right? I mean, you can blow your nose with it. <laughs> right? You can wipe your sweat with it. We don't think much of it, but God chose to use a cloth to bring healing and deliverance to people. Because he did the work, but it was through Paul's hands, and all Paul had to do was touch the cloth. And the anointing that was in Paul went into the cloth, which went onto the person who was sick, and they were relieved of their disease, they were freed of demonic possession or oppression. Amen? I mean, the devil was evicted. With a cloth. That's how weak the devil is. Amen? Go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. I say this is condensed because we're not going to... I'm not going to... I'm only going to teach for a couple minutes, so you've got to listen quick. Amen? How many can listen quick? Hallelujah. I'm just going to... I'm going to mess up the camera, people, for just a second. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. Joy, joy, joy. Ha, ha, ha. We're going to release that joy. That joy is going to make every stress that has gripped itself on you go in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, I thank you for the joy of the Lord. An overflowing unction of joy that flows out of his innermost being right now. Joy, a double portion of joy in the name of Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. A little dab wasn't going to do you. You've got to get doused with the power of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Ha, yeah. That joy is flowing. You let it flow. You let it go. See, I'm, I'm just excited to know what God's going to do tonight as you are. Hallelujah. Acts 10. Mm. New wine. New wine. That, why do you need new wine? Because the old stuff wasn't good enough. The old stuff will give you headaches. The new wine sets you free. The new wine has no side effects. The new wine, you know, your vats will burst out with new Some Some Christians need to have some vats bursting out with new wine. 
You can't put old, you can't put new wine in an old vessel. An old vessel is cracked and stiff and it's inflexible. And if you put wine into an old vessel, it will literally burst. It can't contain it. But you've got to put new wine in a new vessel that can expand and contract. It's flexible. It's pliable. It's fillable. It's reusable. Hallelujah. God's given his people some new wine tonight in the name of Jesus. He turned water into wine. Salvation is the water. The Holy Ghost is the wine. He'll take your salvation experience and he'll bring you to greater heights and greater depths. He'll turn your water into wine. Why? Because you need the wine to have the party. You need the wine to have the party. Jesus, we're out of wine. What's that with me? Whatever he says, do it. You ever think that Jesus would supply party supplies to a wedding? It wasn't his time, but it was his mama's time. Mama, his mama said, your time is my time. It's now. Everybody say, it's now. What happens now? Faith happens now. Now faith is. The substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Like I said, you don't have to work this up. The Holy Spirit's been around since creation. He was on the prophets. He was on the kings. He was on Samson. He was on the judges. He got on different people. He's been working. He's been moving. He's been flowing in this earth. And he's just waiting for people to yield with him. To yield to him. To flow with him. To cooperate with him. God needs some cooperation. Why? Because he likes to use people. He likes to fill vessels. Pour it out. Fill it up. Pour it out. Fill it up. Pour it out. Fill it up. Pour it out. Mm. Acts 10.38 How God I want you to see that God is the one who does the work But he does work through a vessel How God anointed Everybody say anointed Jesus of Nazareth With the Holy Spirit And with power Whose body are you? You're Jesus' body? If the head is anointed, so is the body. If I was to take some oil and pour it on your head, it would definitely affect your body. Drip, drip, drip. So God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. What did he anoint him with? The Holy Spirit and power. Demonstration and power. Holy Spirit and power. Not just power, not just the Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit and power. Who went about doing good and healing. You've got to take God's power and you've got to do some good with it. You can't just take God's power and sit on your dump and don't do anything. You've got to do some good with the power. That's like getting a brand new car and saying, no thanks, I'm going to take a walk. I don't think so. If someone's going to give me a brand new car and say, give me the keys, I'm gone. I remember when I turned 16 in Illinois. On the day of my 16th birthday, I went down to the driver's uh, department there to get my driver's license. I took the test. I got my license. And I was a free man. I remember that. 
So Jesus took the anointing of the Holy Spirit and of power, and he went about doing good, healing all. Everybody say all. all. See, whenever God's power wants to work, he wants to affect all. It wasn't just for some, it was for all, but some chose not to participate. I mean, in the world, some of you may be familiar with what it takes an individual to get drunk in the natural. Unfortunately, I know what it's like. It doesn't just take a sip. It doesn't just take a drink. But it takes several drinks. And after several drinks, you start to get a buzz. And after many more drinks, you are feeling really good. But then after a few hours, you regret what you did. Because you don't remember what you did. Until you're hugging that toilet. But thank God that I've been drunk in the world and that's not good. But I've been drunk in God and that's real good. On the day of Pentecost, the world said these men are drunk. And Peter said they're not drunk as you think they are. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So Jesus went about doing good with the anointing. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil. All who were oppressed by who? So the devil must use sickness as a tool, not God. God doesn't need to use sickness to teach you anything. He uses the Holy Spirit. Why would you use sickness to teach you something when you've got the greatest teacher of all time? Who knows everything about everything? For God was with him. So God is with people whom he anoints. When God anoints you, he backs you up. When God anoints you, you're not alone. God is with you. God was with him. Say, God's with me. You've got to know that God's with you. Verse 39. We are witnesses of all these things which he did. Both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Verse 40. Him God raised up on the third day. The devil may try to kill you and God will raise you up. And showed him openly. Demonstration. Showing openly. The Holy Spirit is not embarrassed about his power. He doesn't mind putting his power on display to be seen and heard. You know how many Israelites saw the smoke and the fire and the lightning on the mountain when Moses went up and the smoke? They all saw it. Why? That was a display. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is a demonstrator. He shows you. He teaches you. He helps you. That's his job. He is a helper. That doesn't mean he does everything for you. He helps you do what you need to do. Verse 41. Not to all people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. 
You can eat and drink with a glorified body. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sin. You got to believe to receive. God gives you a free offer. He doesn't charge you anything for it. He paid it all. But he gives you an offer and it's up to you to accept it. It's up to you to receive it. It's up to you to do something with it. Amen? And go to Acts chapter 2. Got a couple more minutes. Acts chapter 2, verses 22 and 23. This was after, the, after they had just been filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter was saying, men of Israel, hear these words. Are you listening tonight? Say, God's power is for me to help me overcome challenges, every challenge in life. Yeah, God's power wants you to succeed. It's our source of success. Okay? Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst. God does the work, but he needs a vessel to work through. Jesus was a vessel, you're a vessel, I'm a vessel, we're vessels, aren't we? As you yourselves also know, verse 23, Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Oh my goodness, God set this up long ago. He wanted His church, His body to be a powerhouse, not a poorhouse. We've got to be a powerhouse, a prosperity house, an overcoming house, a delivering house, a loving house, a joyful house, not a sad house. God didn't make his people a sad shack. He made us a house where his glory can reside, his glory can fill and saturate every crack and crevice. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Tonight we've got to iron out some spots. How do you iron out a spot? You apply the heat to it. The heat removes spots and wrinkles. What's the heat? That's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the steam in your iron when you press that button and steam comes out. (laughs) And then Acts 6, 8. Stephen. He was full of faith and power. Say full of faith and power. Who was Stephen? Stephen was a follower of Jesus. Are you a follower of Jesus? Then you can be filled with faith and power. If you want to operate in the power, it's going to require faith. The power of God 
is not automatic. Without automatic, it's not. It's impossible to please God. No, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Stephen was. What, what level of faith did Stephen have? He was full. Do you know when you're full? If you sit down to a meal, do you know when you reach that full level? So Stephen was full of faith. And full of faith produces power. When you're full of faith, what does that mean? You're full of God's word. You're full of God's will. You're full of God's way. He was full of faith and power and he, he did great wonders and signs among the people. What was Stephen doing? He was waiting on tables. Would you like a healing with your coffee? Would you like some nice, sweet, baked honey word dessert? While he was waiting on tables, he was performing signs and wonders and miracles because he was full of something. Not just something, someone. He was full of... The Holy Spirit is a person. The Word of God is a person. It's Jesus. Jesus was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word. So, we're dealing with people tonight. Not just some inanimate objects. The Holy Spirit, He's not a dove, but it, a dove represented how He moved in one particular instance. He's also represented by water, oil, fire. Hallelujah. Who here could use some joy? I mean, come on, let's be honest. Who, who needs some joy? Come on up here right now. Mr. Paul, you come up here. Mr. Paul. You're going to lead us in laughter. You're going to lead us. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. First of all, do you know that God wants you joyful? So it's just a matter of receiving. Right? Who told you to stop? You're not done. You've got you to stir it up. So, Father, joy. Joy. Joy in the name of Jesus. You need joy to relieve stress. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your supernatural joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Full of glory. In the name of Jesus. Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha yes! You're just getting started. Ha ha ha! Hallelujah! Joy! In the name of Jesus. In your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. Fill her right now, Father. Flood her soul with joy in the name of Jesus. You need to be like a conductor. And you need to kind of conduct. This is the laughing section right here. Hallelujah, Father. Welcome to the laughing section in the name of Jesus. We release joy of heaven in Jesus' name. Flood that soul right now. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Rabakasanda. You know the joy of the Lord. The joy of who? The joy of the Lord is your strength. There's healing in joy. Oh, it's a relief from pressure. Joy, joy, joy. Ha, ha, ha. Joy, joy, joy. In the name of Jesus. Joy. Oh, Rabasanda. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, if you, if you didn't come up for this, you can still have joy. You know, there's more than enough joy to go around. There is vats of joy. You know, joy is unspeakable. Sometimes you, he gives you so much joy that you just can't put it into words. And all you can do is express it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know, I believe in angels. I do too. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, shake it up, Lord. Shake it up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're shaking it loose right now tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the greatest thing that anyone could ever do is to choose Jesus. Jesus is a choice between life and death. It's a choice between having purpose or wandering forever. And if there's anybody here that you haven't chose Jesus or you need to make that choice again, this is a good opportunity to just invite Jesus into your heart. All you do is this. You say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I surrender to you. I want you to come in and be Lord over my life. Lord, I give you my life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Joy's not done yet. Joy is not done. It's got some more work to do. Father, we're putting joy on overtime right now. In the name of Jesus, we're going to break this loose tonight, Father. In the name of Jesus, the joy of the Lord is here tonight. In the name of Jesus, He gives, He makes joy, strength comes out of joy. Hallelujah. Joy, 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 flowing like a river. Flowing like a river in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. We serve a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. A good God. He is so good. He is good every day. Every hour of the day. Every minute of the day. He's good every week. He's good every month. He's good every day of the year. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. His deliverance is good. You have been delivered and set free. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just need to cut loose a little bit. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Can you sing that song that you're singing? You know, uh, the old rainbow one. Uh, come on, we're going to praise God for a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to shake religion off of us. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm gonna praise His name. Each day He's just the same.
man, woman, thou art loose. I say to you tonight, you are loose. We are in Jesus' name. We are loose. Oh, we are loose from the enemy. Come on. Loose yourself tonight. Come on. That's the word for tonight. We're loosening up ourselves. All the puppet strings we're taking off. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus contains the fire of God. Home right now. Every plan. 
It's only the anointing of God that destroys yokes and removes burdens. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Did you get something tonight? you know, this Saturday morning, men, we have our breakfast of encouragement, our Barnabas group, come here, 8.30 a.m. on Saturday. We're going to have a great Bible adventure tomorrow. God is moving and doing great and mighty things here in the name of Jesus. Father, Thank you, Jesus. we are so thankful yes. for the living word. Thank you, Jesus. And your powerful agent, the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for that divine combination that you've given to your people to strengthen us, to encourage us, to build us up. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we're going to go refreshed in the Lord, and we're going to go and do great things for God. And Lord, we're going to take this atmosphere. And we're going to bring it into our homes. And we're going to break the enemy's jaw. And then we're going to kick him out. Father, I kick the devil out of this nation, of our finances. I kick the devil out of trying to stop us from reaching our destiny in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the lies and the deception that the enemy uses because our weapon is truth. Truth trumps lies. And Father, I pray that you get a hold of our Senate and our Congress and raise up some men like Daniel, who's got the wisdom of God in the name of Jesus, that they can do what's right. 
And Lord, we give you thanks and praise. Hallelujah. That we are the United States of America. And there's more with us than be with the enemy. And we're going to use our boldness. And we're going to decree a thing in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Have a good night and a good rest of the week. God bless you.